presence of God. I feel the presence of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, Sister Liz and the worship team for singing such a beautiful song. I'm going to be talking about that tonight. Deliverance from the bondage of fear. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Deliverance from the bondage of fear. We've seen a lot of fear the last several days uh, in our in news uh, stories. And I want to talk about it for a little bit because, you know, uh, there, are, there are many uh, things to consider as we face what our world is facing right now. Uh, you cannot, absolutely cannot, check out any news without there being a tremendous amount of coverage uh, concerning the subject of coronavirus. And, uh, and of course, this is a virus that, was, uh, that, was, uh, that, that had really emerged uh, and, and, and really got the world's attention in uh, Wuhan, China, a city of about 11 million people, and it truly was uh, devastating to so many in that region. Uh, so the virus is not to be uh, ignored or underestimated. But at the same time, we do not live in fear. And so we want to talk about that. We want to talk a little bit about the, the balance between uh, living by faith and being delivered from fear, uh, making smart choices uh, without being afraid. And so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, there is a, we received a notice, of course, the whole state did from our governor. The governor put out a statement concerning the uh, preventative measures that the state is going to be taking concerning coronavirus. Uh, they have even made recommendations to each kind of institution. Uh, that that uh, ranges from athletic institutions to educational institutions and religious institutions. So uh, there are recommendations even that that uh, religious institutions have, and they do deal with the things you would expect them to deal with. One, wash your hands. And then when you get done washing your hands, wash your hands again and wash your hands again and keep on washing your hands. And, and, uh, and then, of course, not only wash your hands, but um, disinfect things around you. If, if you tend to be a germaphobe, be a germaphobe. Uh, not a germaphobe, but a germa-awareness something. Uh, don't take it lightly. Do clean and be clean and, and disinfect and wash. And don't touch your eyes. Don't touch your nose. Don't touch your mouth. Don't touch your face. Don't do those kinds of things. Uh, limit handshaking. We're, we're going to greet one another with a holy elbow bump. Uh, you know, we're just, we don't have to stop being kind to one another, but we do. We just don't want to, we don't want to take it uh, lightly. Uh, they have actually, um, they've actually canceled uh, or banned, I should say, banned the uh, NCAA uh, fans from, from attending any games. Those games will be played without fans attending them. 
in Dayton and in Cleveland because they are trying to limit and to reduce and to eliminate over the next the period of the next uh, few weeks uh, large gatherings uh, because the coronavirus is, uh, is reported to be so very contagious. So that leaves us in a position, not just us, but, but everybody, in a position of what do we do. If we end up having to cancel some things, we will notify you. Uh, and uh, we're looking into what, if any, kind of measures we will need to take as a congregation. Uh, but we will, uh, we will respond with providing ministry however we can. We're going to keep on preaching and teaching the Word of God. Um, amen. And, and you know, this to, to be careful and cautious is not a lack of faith. And it's not fear-based. It is, it's using wisdom. And I, I even uh, hearken back to the, the book of Exodus, uh, Exodus chapter 12, verse 21. Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. So, so notice verse 22. The Bible said he told them, none of you shall go out at the door. So there is a scriptural precedent. Had nothing to do with living in fear. Had nothing to do with not having faith. It was, a, it was an overnight quarantine. Don't go out the door. There's something passing through here that you don't need to mess with. And you need to paint the blood over your door, stay inside, and when the Lord sees the blood, he's going to turn the pass through into a Passover. And he will not suffer the destroyer to come into your home to smite you. And so we lay claim to the promises of God, and if we have to... If we have to shut in with God for a little while, we'll shut in with God for a little while. And if we have to, if we have to modify our schedule, even regarding services, we'll modify our schedule a little bit regarding services. And it's not because we're afraid. It is because we are, we are practicing precaution and, uh, and, and nobody's, uh, nobody is, uh, uh, nobody really does anybody a service when we, when we try to, uh, you know, outsmart something. We, we, we trust in the Lord. We put our faith in God. And so when we put our faith in God, uh, we know that we can trust his holy word. Uh, Psalm 91, uh, verse 1 said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here again, we see another uh, reference to a, a type of quarantine, probably a spiritual quarantine. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. And, uh, and it's in that secret place of the Most High that we understand we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, 
He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now, now when we're talking about pestilence, we're talking about the kind of thing that is similar to coronavirus. It's kind of a, a kind of a, a frightful thing simply because it walks in darkness. We can't see where it is. We don't know where it is, but, but it's a noisome pestilence. But the Bible says, the Lord shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shall you trust. His truth, his truth shall be your shield. His truth shall be your buckler. You shall not be afraid for the terror by night. You shall not be afraid for the arrow that flieth by day. You shall not be afraid. He didn't say other folks wouldn't be afraid. He said, you shall not be afraid. So don't judge by, by what others do or say or express. You can't go by the panic of society. You have to take, claim this promise for yourself. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Thou shalt not be afraid for the arrow that flieth by day. Thou shalt not be afraid for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. And that's what we're looking at, the pestilence that walketh in darkness. The kind of contagiousness they say about this coronavirus is, uh, we don't know anything about this yet. We don't know, uh, we don't know uh, anything about the immunity. We, some people, they say, can have it and not know they have it. They can have it and show no symptoms uh, and be contagious. It can affect people differently. It's a strange thing, uh, but it's a thing of this world. And it's a pestilence that walketh in darkness. We will not be afraid for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. You ought to set Psalm 91 up in your house and read it every day and speak it over your home and over your family every day. I will not be afraid for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. I will not be afraid for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And you say, well, what about the statistics? There's, there's, there are people that are, are succumbing to this around the world. Well, let's talk about the statistics. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And I'm, and I'm not suggesting those that have, have contracted it are wicked. But the scripture says, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. Listen to this and claim this. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone, lest thou touch a faucet that has the virus on it, lest thou touch a handrail or a doorknob, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. He shall give his angels charge over thee. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Thou shalt tread upon the lion 
Thou shalt tread upon the adder, the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. These are references to venomous beasts. These are references to uh, predatory beasts. And, and that would include a virus. Because he hath set his love upon me. Now this is the Lord talking about us. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You ought to get that out every day and speak it again over your home and over yourself. If you feel any fear, you need to declare the word of the Lord. Be smart. Be smart, but don't be afraid. Be cautious, but don't be afraid. Be, be smart in the same way that you're, you know, you're not going to drink gasoline just because you know the Lord's going to put his hand on you and keep protect you. For the same reason, you're not going to climb to the roof and, and show everybody that it's the same reason Jesus didn't cast himself down from the pinnacle of the temple. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So don't tempt the Lord thy God. Don't, don't, don't be ignorant and, and try to, the Bible, when the Bible said they shall take up any deadly thing and it shall not harm them, it wasn't telling you to go grab a venomous viper and handle it. It was referring to if you're going about your business and you're showing precaution and you don't know it but in the sticks you're handling there's a viper or a virus and it jumps out and latches onto you like it did in the days of Paul at Miletus and when that viper bit him everybody looked at him and said he must be a murderer because that's the that's that's that doesn't just happen to anybody this man must have some murderous ways in his past. And you know what? They were right. He did. The enemy will try to come at you for things that happened in your past that the Lord has already forgiven you of. But that thing was holding on to his arm and the apostle Paul shook it off into the fire. He washed his hands and his arms of that viper. He didn't walk around with the viper stuck on his arm, proud. Look, everybody, at, look, look, I don't feel a thing. I don't have any venom. I don't feel any harm. No, no, no. He, he was wise. He was practicing precaution. He was washing his hands and shaking vipers off, but he was not afraid. And so you, don't, you and I don't need to be afraid, but, but we do need to be cautious. And, and, and we need to make sure that we're living a, a, a life that is one that is circumspect. Jeremiah chapter 29, uh, verse number 4. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives. We're talking about the bondage of fear. And bondage uh, is a situation of captivity. The Lord says in Jeremiah 29, 4, the God of Israel unto all that are carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. I'm talking to everybody that's in Babylon. Build ye houses 
and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. Seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. What he's telling them is you are, I know you'd rather be in Jerusalem but you're in Babylon and you're in captivity. And God speaks to these people that are in captivity, and he said, I want to speak to you in your bondage. I want to speak to you in the middle of your captive situation. Whatever it is that's holding you in bondage, whatever it is that's got you captive, I'm telling you, plant your garden. Build your house. Don't stop living your life. Don't stop. I'm not saying don't modify practices and, and what have you, but don't think this is the end of the Lord's work in your life. You go ahead and have peace, have sons and daughters, and, and give your daughters to husbands that they may, be, may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished. Well, aren't we supposed to be afraid because we're in captivity? Aren't we supposed to be afraid because this isn't our homeland? Aren't we? No, no, no. I want you to thrive wherever you are and in whatever situation you find yourself. Verse number eight, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners, and that's what we have many people doing right now, they're divining what is going to happen, but he said, don't let them deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. You know, you can think something to death that you start dreaming about it. I remember I was... Uh, I was, uh, our children were little and Sister Heidi and I were getting ready to fly to Washington, D.C. for some meetings and, uh, and we were going to leave in two days. This was about two years after 9-11 and uh, I had a dream that as we were, I was just, you know, sleeping and had a dream and in the dream we were in an airplane and in this airplane, the airplane veered to the right and we realized something was wrong and come to find out in the dream there was a hijacker on board and was taking the plane directly into the Capitol building and we were on the plane and I, I remember vividly seeing the Capitol building and knowing we were going to hit it and we hit it and there was a massive explosion and I woke up and in two days I'm boarding a plane to fly to Washington DC and I thought Lord are you trying to tell me something? I've got some thinking to do. I've got some planning to do here. And, and, and I thought, well, Lord, have mercy. What do I do? You know, you can, you can think something and be concerned about something and afraid of something, and it can trick you into dreaming it. And, and there are some people who are not anchored to the word of the Lord and use their own thoughts and their own dreams and their own feelings as their guide. And, and our dreams and thoughts are not our guide. Our guide is the word of the Lord. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number seven, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
So God has not given us the spirit of fear. So, so what time I am afraid, when I begin to be afraid, I have to remember that is a spirit that has come to torment me. And that spirit, the Bible tells me, did not come from God. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. So if I'm, a, if I'm fearful on a spiritual level, there's a difference between urging caution and taking preventative measures. There's a difference between that and having entertained a spirit of fear. The spirit of fear will prompt panic. The spirit of fear will initiate a, 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 a worry and, a, and an unsettled uh, uh, fright. But, but God has not given that to you. So when I started to consider, well, should I get on this plane? It's, I'm going to see the Capitol building as I'm flying by it. As we fly into Ronald Reagan Airport, I'm going to be right there. Is the Lord trying to keep something bad from happening? And I knew this is the spirit of fear. This isn't from the Lord. And so, so I was able to overcome that. But the Bible said he gives us the spirit of power. And he gives us a spirit of love and he gives us a spirit of a sound mind. So what does it mean when, he, when the Bible says he gives us power? It means that we understand God has all power. He has all power. He has all power. He has all power in heaven. He has all power in earth. God has all power. He is above all, above all, above all. That means he's above SARS, he's above coronavirus, he's above N1H1, he's above norovirus, he's above Zika, he's above Ebola, he's above all. He is above all of it. All of it is subject unto him. <laughs> he has all power. And not only does he have all power, you know, it would be a little bit of a frightening thing if he simply had all power. But he doesn't just have all power. He has all love. And he has love for us. So God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power. And he's given us love. And because he's given us power and he's given us love, we have a sound mind. So while everybody else is panic-stricken, while everybody else is running to and fro and, and afraid, we recognize the caution, but we, but we are sustained by his power, comforted by his love, and it produces within us a reasoned soundness of mind as we approach uh, situations like we may be uh, seeing uh, that they're predicting will, will, will flood uh, the earth. When the enemy comes in like a flood... The Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against the enemy. Amen. It's going back to Jeremiah chapter 29. Let's pick up where we were. Do not hearken to your dreams, which you cause to be dreamed, and don't listen to the false prophets, and don't listen to the diviners. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. Here it is. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil 
to give you an expected end. Coronavirus, when you put your trust in the Lord, coronavirus cannot cause you to come to an end that was outside the will of God. When you put your confidence in God, put your trust in the Lord, there's no virus, there's no accident, there's no chance encounter that can bring your life to an end that isn't in his will. You can trust him and know that he'll work all things together for the good. And if it is someone's time to go on to glory, then it will be it will be peace forevermore and you will be at peace and you don't have to worry. God will take care of you. God will take care of your family. God will watch over the situation. When you put your trust in him, you can trust him. He will direct your paths. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we do not have to be afraid. Uh, when Psalm 91 uh, references the subject of he that dwelleth in the secret place, we know what the secret place is. The secret place emerges in the scriptures when Moses says to the Lord, show me thy glory. And the Lord says, I can't show you my glory in your natural state because if I show you my glory in your natural state, you would be consumed. And Moses said, but I must see your glory. And the Lord said, well, there is a place beside me in the cleft of the rock. In the cleft. Everybody say cleft. In the cleft of the rock, there is a place beside me where you can see my glory. You can't see it outside the cleft of the rock. It'll consume you. But if you're in the cleft of the rock, hallelujah, you will have a vantage point where you can actually see the glory of God. And even then, the Lord placed his hand upon Moses and he passed by. And when he passed by, he lifted his hand as he passed by. And Moses didn't even see him in his fullness. He saw the hinder parts of the glory of God. And when he saw the hinder parts, that was enough to illuminate his face and cause him to, to be so radiant that, that those who were waiting for him had to put a veil over his face because they could not look upon the one who had seen the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it happened in the cleft of the rock. Now, that's an important thing. Anybody ever heard this, the term rock of ages? The reason that, that that song rock of ages is, is referencing a rock of ages is because the rock was in place throughout the ages of Israel's history and even the church's history. And this is why it's called the rock of ages and not just the rock of of, of age or the rock of an age but but it's the rock of ages because Paul said that rock followed them followed them through their history followed them through their wilderness followed them through their struggles followed them into Babylon followed them into the wilderness followed them into Egypt that rock followed them and furthermore that rock was Christ that's why the song says, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Because, because that, that is a rock that you can hide in. And that rock followed them and that rock was Christ. That was the rock that Jacob laid his head upon as a pillow. That was the rock that David found when he found five smooth stones and he used the stone to bring down Goliath. 
That was the rock that Moses smote and the water came forth. That was the rock that Moses hid in and saw the glory of God. That was the rock that was hewn out of the mountain without hands. And, and Daniel said it smote the image of Nebuchadnezzar and it replaced the image of Nebuchadnezzar and the rock filled the earth as a mighty mountain. It grew and grew and it was a reference to the kingdom of God. And that was the rock that Jesus said upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that rock was Christ. That rock followed them. And that rock was Christ. And the cleft that is in the rock. See, see, it's not just a rock, but it's a rock that has a cleft in it. It's a rock that has been cleaved. It has been, it has been opened. It has been, it has been wounded. That is a reference to the suffering of Jesus Christ upon Calvary's cross. He was wounded and bruised and chastised. He was opened. His, his body was pierced and it was opened. And when it was opened, it gave access to those of us who need to find refuge in the rock of ages. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, he is my fortress. My God, in him, in him will I trust. It is the secret place of the Most High. And he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Let me tell you something. When we baptize you in Jesus' name, we're baptizing you into the secret place of the Most High. Hallelujah. And when you go down on your knees in prayer and you say, Lord, remind me again of your protective hand. Remind me again of your mighty power. Remind me again that with your stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. You're abiding in the secret place. You're dwelling in the secret place. Don't get out of the secret place. If you're going to get quarantined, get quarantined in the secret place. Hallelujah. That's where I'm going. While everything's while, while while sins breakers are dashing and, and the mountains are 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 skipping like lambs and the hills are skipping like little rams, I'm gonna quarantine myself in the secret place. I've got a man Christ Jesus cave. Amen. You can have your man cave. I got the man Christ Jesus cave. Hallelujah. I'm going to get lost in his presence, lost in prayer, trusting in his holy word. Hallelujah. We're not afraid of the terror by night. We're not afraid of the arrow that flyeth by day. We're not afraid of the pestilence that walketh in darkness. We're not afraid of the destruction that wasted at noonday. And you can open up the paper and read again that a thousand fell at your side. And 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what I think we ought to do? I think we ought to rebuke that virus in Jesus' name. We don't have to accept that it's just going to come through here. The only way it can is if the Lord sanctions it. If it's not in the will of God, then it must stop in the name of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our seniors. We plead the blood of Jesus over our elderly. We plead the blood of Jesus over our children. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our families. We plead the blood of Jesus over every person who is, quote, high risk, unquote, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, paint the blood of the Lamb over us. In Jesus' name, we are under the blood, under the blood 
blood, under the blood, under the blood, under the blood, the soul cleansing blood. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. I hope they create a vaccine. I hope that they create a, an antiviral. I do. I hope they're able to, to locate what is in place that God already put in the earth. And they're able to derive it and compound it and, and generate a vaccine or an antiviral. But I've already got a vaccine and an antiviral. And if they don't have one yet, I still lay claim to the promises of Almighty God. Sometimes we get really comfortable thinking, well, I'll just go to the doctor. I'll just go to Walgreens. I know I'll just, I'll just handle this with medicine. And, and then something comes along they don't have medicine for. And you've got to remember again, it's with his stripes we are healed. It is the Lord God that healeth thee. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm great. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those who have dedicated their lives to understanding what the Lord has put in this earth. And they know how to arrange it and combine it in certain percentages and to put it into your body. And it can affect you in a positive way. And it can help you to overcome certain illnesses. I'm grateful for those things. Those things are not a lack of faith. Now, we don't put our faith in medicine as such. But we do thank the Lord that everything we need, he has given to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Just look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Don't touch your face. But just put your hand up over your mouth so you're not breathing on them and say, I'm not afraid. Amen. I'm going to practice precaution, but I'm not afraid. I'm going to give him praise, but I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the darkness. I'm not afraid of the enemy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, hey, if you've got a fever, stay home. That's not a lack of faith. If you need, if you got a fever and you need prayer, the scripture tells you what to do. Call for the elders of the church. And let them anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord and pray the prayer of faith over you and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Amen. It's not a lack of faith to stay home because you've got a fever and you've got symptoms that you don't need to be sharing with other people. You go ahead and let that thing pass in Jesus' name. Let that thing filter out of your system. And if you need prayer, let, let the elders, the Bible told, the Bible didn't say go to church and breathe on everybody. The Bible said, call for the elders of the church and they'll come lay hands on you. And, and you don't put other people at risk who might have more of a sensitivity to that than you do. And, and we pray for you, lay hands on you in the name of Jesus Christ and watch the power of God come upon you. How many know he's a healer? How many know he's, oh, how many know he's a life giver? How many know he's the mighty God? He's the mighty fortress. Woo! <laughs> 
You know, in Washington State, they have banned gatherings of 250 people and more. I don't know what they're going to do in every state. But if we're looking at a situation where we have to take a few Sundays and stay at home and I got to preach on the internet, we got live stream. Amen. I can shout. I'll shout anywhere. If I, if, if, if I got to cough through it, I'll preach. And you better watch out when we come up out. If there is, I don't even know that that's going to happen. I'm just trying to brainstorm here saying, Lord, what, what does this look like? Uh, you know, I don't know, but we might, we'll, we'll communicate if we ever have to do anything. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to stop the church from being the church. Even if we have to modify a little bit, we ought to learn how to have some church in our homes. We ought to learn how to give God praise in our living rooms. We ought to learn how to open up the word of God. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe your living room needs the Bible to open up again and preaching to come forth and the word to come forth and prayer and praise and fasting to come forth. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. Here's what I think we ought to do. I think every time you hear a fearful reporting, you ought to begin giving God praise for the victory. Every time. Every time you open up your newspaper or, or, or upload some kind of a news item on the internet, you ought to, and it has some kind of a grave reporting, you ought to stop what you're doing and say, Lord, I give you praise right now for the victory because somehow, some way, you're going to be glorified in all of this. And if we have to go into some kind of a quarantine or if we have to go into some kind of a, of a deal where we have to modify our service schedule, you better watch out on that first Sunday when we come back to church. My God have mercy. We might, we might need a new building because we might tear this whole place up. Lord have mercy. Somebody secure the columns and batten down the hatches because we're going to shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. We're going to give him praise and glory and worship his name. Hallelujah. 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 You know, the, the flu of 1918 was devastating. It was devastating. And we haven't seen pandemics. But, but, our, but people have. They have seen pandemics. And they were completely unprepared for them. And here in this case, we don't know what to expect, but we know this. We know that the Lord gave us ample notice. We know that he, like Moses, he said, look, You've got the blood of the lamb. That's all you need. Go in your home. Paint the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. I'll see you in the morning. And when you come out, you're going to have victory. You're going to have deliverance. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, now, don't anybody go uh, make a mad panic rush to Kroger for lamb. I show up at Kroger and, and all the lamb is gone. I'll know what happened. No hand sanitizer and no lamb. We're not, not sure what's going on here. The, the, the lamb I'm talking about, his blood has already been shed. Hallelujah. And all you got to do is just claim it in the name of Jesus. Be buried in it in the name of Jesus. Plead it over your family in the name of Jesus. Trust in him and trust in his holy word. Can we give our God praise right now? Come on, let's give the Lord Jesus praise right now.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's stand to our feet right now and give God praise in this house. In Jesus' name, give God praise in this house. Yes, Lord, we love you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we love you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the victory. Thank you, Lord, for deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for giving us power, for filling us with love, for giving us a sound mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you begin to feel panic, that's the spirit of fear. That's the spirit of fear. When the Lord is in it, when the Lord is involved in the messaging, the first thing he does is dispel the fear. Remember when the angels would appear to the prophets of old and the prophets of old were surrounded by, by this angelic being and the first thing the angel would do was say, fear not. That wasn't a recommendation. He was dispelling fear. It wasn't, hey, hey, don't be afraid. And then they tried for three days not to be afraid unsuccessfully. That's not what was happening. When he said, fear not, fear was gone. Fear not, neither be afraid. I come to you with a message from the Lord. So when you have panic, when you read a news article and panic grips you, that's the spirit of fear. That's not of God. Be cautious, but don't be afraid. It's going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. In the name of Jesus, we're going to be all right. Your family is going to be all right. Your loved ones are going to be all right. The Lord has us. The Lord has us. We're not underestimating it. We're not downplaying it. We're exalting Him. We're exalting Him. We exalt Him above any virus. We exalt Him above any kind of disturbance to our world. He is great and greatly to be appraised. He is the Most High God and all things are subject unto Him. Hallelujah. If you believe it, just lift up your hands right now. We're going to sing unto the Lord and we're going to have victory in this house. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead and lift up a praise unto God right now. Come on, lift Him above the fear. Lift him above the fear in Jesus' name. Lift him above the fear in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift him above the fear right now. Lift him above the fear. Lift him above the panic. Hallelujah. Lift him above any virus. Lift him above any sickness. Lift him above any sorrow. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.